Welcome to the Faith Mamas Tribe podcast, where we connect with Christ and community through real conversation. And guess what? No topic is off the table. I'm Dominique. And I'm Janice. And we're just two real moms who are excited to be with you on this journey. So grab your coffee. Or your tea. And let's chat, sis, and see where God leads us. And welcome to the tribe. All right. We are back. Hey. Hey, Janice. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little like interested. I don't want to say nervous. I'm a little interested to see how this conversation today goes because it's that a will make two of us. It's a doozy. And I it think is easy. <laughs> so if you guys are uh checking this out, whether you're watching live or the replay, just giving you a little forewarning. Usually we do a little study at the beginning together before we get on here. And both of us are like, oh, uh, well. <laughs> And we're like, hmm. <laughs> Where is this going to go? So today we're going to be talking about uh, dealing with toxic behaviors when it's coming from another person. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about toxic behaviors within ourselves. And now we're talking about toxic behaviors um, that's, that's directed towards us or we're in that space, but it's another person doing these things. And we've kind of settled on the fact that, um, what was it? James chapter three, what scripture was it that we've been coming from when we talk about toxic behaviors? Let me go to it. There we go. Okay. So we talked about James chapter three, verse 14, and that's where it talks about, um, bitter envy, um, and selfish ambition, Mm -hmm. um, and things like that when it comes to toxic behaviors or toxic mindsets. And it says in that scripture, it says that these are basically the basis for all the chaos and and evil that is in the world are these two mindsets, bitter envy and selfish ambition. And so we talked about how to identify that in ourselves and, you know, dealing with that in ourselves, because Jesus also tells us that we've got to deal with the log in our own eye before we can deal with the speck in someone else's eye. And but now we're dealing with the speck in someone else's eye. And who, buddy? Yeah. Come on. Yep, it's going to be good, though, because, you know, I'll say this and then I will pray and jump in. But when we went on our moment of kind of getting talking to the Lord, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, look up toxic one more time. Mm. revisit the definition and so a lot of when we read things are different relationships our relationships aren't toxic and remember the definition of toxic is poisonous it contains um, poisonous material that's capable of causing death or serious debilitation so when you think about that you know and you look at these relationships or things we're about to talk about that you're dealing with what is it doing to you is what the lord was showing he's like what effect is it having on you and that lets you know kind of where you're dealing with is it toxic? Because see, here's the thing. If someone's trying to help you out and they're trying to give you the truth and love and they don't feel good, that's not toxic. <laughs> but there are some things that are toxic. So we're going to get there. We want to make sure we talk about that. Yeah, I'm glad that you you mentioned that because that is so real. It's so easy to be like, oh, your accountability doesn't feel good to me. Therefore, it's toxic. You're toxic. If somebody's like, hey, maybe you should put the, the drink down. You've had too many. And you're like, 
you are toxic right now. Right. <laughs> that probably is not the truth. They're trying to save your life, keep you from doing something crazy um, and things like that. So yeah, I think that's a great like understanding that not all things that we don't like are toxic, but the things that are damaging, the things that are tearing up situations, um, those types of things, those types of behaviors are toxic and they typically come from selfish ambition and bitter envy of some sort. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, we're definitely going to have to pray in. I'm going to go ahead and pray in because we're going to jump into this conversation and see where the Holy Spirit leads us. So Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to have this conversation. We thank you for the technology to be able to have this conversation um, with other women from around the world, Lord God. And we pray um, that we really get to your heart on the matter, Lord, um, and that we hear from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So like we said, we are talking about dealing with toxic behaviors from other people. Um, and so the scripture that we're going to be coming from is Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15, and we'll go down to verse 17. And this is Jesus. He's um, teaching and he's talking about uh, how do we deal with basically someone sinning against us. And so this is what it says in the New Living Translation, verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I'm going to read that one more time. I just want us to go through what Jesus is saying here. So he says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, Treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Wow. We can never say that Jesus doesn't give us practical advice. Indeed. Indeed. There was no parable here. There was no, it was like, boom, this is what you do. All right. So let's talk about this. Can I be honest? I don't do this when people sin against me. I jump to treat them like a pagan. (laughs) Exactly. Or I'll go talk to someone about it. Not necessarily. I don't talk to someone to bring that person into the loop so we can talk to that person. I talk to them so I can tell them my story. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That good good old gossip girl. I know that you were. I I wasn't trying to say it, but it is what I (laughs) But it's true. Like, I go talk to somebody. Like, Yeah. That's real. 
That's real. Now I want to bring this scripture into context, right? So what Jesus is saying here, he's talking about how we interact with other believers. He's very clear about that. And in other translations, it says um, brothers. So it says if any, if another brother, and we, we know from what Jesus said prior, he says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? He says, anybody that does the will of the father. So this is who he's talking about here. So I want to draw that line. He's saying, when you are in some type of a conflict, when someone has sinned against you, and we know that sin point blank period brings death wherever it is, whenever it's present, it just does that. So somebody has sinned against you and it's a believer or a brother or sister in Christ. This is who Jesus is talking about. These are who these steps are for, right? Mm -hmm. But then at the end, he also talks about pagans and tax collectors. So basically people who are not brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a different way to go about these things. And I think that that's an interesting, Mm -hmm. he was very specific with his words. Yes. Like, He didn't say if anyone sins against you, go through these steps. He Mm -hmm. said, if a believer or a brother sins against you, Mm -hmm. go through these steps. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where you and I were talking before this is that there honestly two conversations have to be had. Right. Right. The conversation about when there's toxic behavior present amongst believers and when there's toxic behaviors present amongst non-believers, two different ways you handle this and so let's go through the believers one first because that one is really clearly laid out here so if there's toxic behaviors if you are dealing with someone else who is a believer of jesus christ who is a follower of jesus christ it doesn't matter if you think they're following him right or not it doesn't (laughs) matter if you're like well they're not a follower like me like if they are a follower of jesus christ period let's look at these steps Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to be like, well, I don't know if they really saved. Because if they was really saved, would they do this to me? Like, probably say that. Yeah, you get into a really fuzzy spot there, right? And usually it's filled, let's be real, usually that concept is filled with selfish ambition. I don't want to go through these steps. I don't want to do this. So I'm trying to find a loophole in their salvation so that I don't have to deal with them no more. Yes. Wow. That's true. And it's interesting because if you follow these steps and let's just say, because I love it, because you go by, you go twice, you go by yourself. They don't refuse you to go to the church. Like there's stages, but it's all to bring reconciliation. And if, and it's interestingly interesting to me that the person who was sinned against here is the person that goes. Like, cause you're the one who has a recognition Right. And and it's interesting. You it's just like when my parents used to make us like you had to go to reconcile something because you know you had little spats. Like we had spats without my sister, or my cousins, or whatever. And like, well, go talk to them, go apologize. Why I have to go? Like, but it's an expectation because here's the thing, there's something that happened against you, and you need to here's the funny thing. Sometimes they may know, but sometimes people don't even know. That's real. That's because people are growing. And they may not realize, remember, we're all being transformed to his likeness all the time daily. The Holy Spirit's refining us. And you may not even realize that what you did, did something to that other person in a toxic way and the impact it had on them. And so it's interesting that he makes, he, Jesus is telling us, go, go address it, go to bring the reconciliation. Yeah. 
That's real. So let's go through it step by step, right? So the first step that Jesus says here is if, um, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Hmm. So it says, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Mm -hmm. I skip this step a lot. Because I'm like, no, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to create conflict. I don't want to do this and that. I don't think it's my place. And all it is, is me, selfish ambition. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And I don't want to deal with the possibility that they may reject me, which Jesus basically says that is a very real possibility. Yep. And there's a step for that. But I don't want to deal with that kind of thing. Yep. And so I realize that it's like their toxic behavior has now hit on my toxic behavior. Oh. And it's creating it's creating a big issue. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's all in my court. That's why I was like, ugh. <laughs> But then to your point, you're right, because remember, we go back to that definition of toxicity at the beginning. I talked about toxic, debilitating or weakening. Mm. So what's happening is already hitting on something that's a weak area. I mean, to your point, because I'm the same way. I don't like confrontation and conflict drives me crazy. Don't like rejection. None of those things. But that's a weakness part, right, of me. And if I allow it to keep happening by not addressing it, it just further weakens me. Mm. Mm. It doesn't allow me to step up to say, hey, you know what? No, that didn't feel comfortable, but... Me stepping out and doing it could have won someone over had I gone in private and handled it the first time, the first way, if yeah. they received it. If they so received that's a very it. Good point. Right. If they received it. And how often do we give people the chance to receive it? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, do we say, are we clear in saying, hey, this behavior right here is not okay? Like, right. Do I go to that person privately and talk about and talk about it and, and share, say something, say something, right? Yep. Um, and we can also talk about when we go to people in private and they're not safe people, like they're not safe. They might be right. believers, but they are also abusing you, right? right? So going by yourself, you know, at that stage may not be a good right. option, Right. Going mm -hmm. by yourself, but if they look, this is my this is my take on this. If they hit you and you said, "Ow, that hurt!" Boom, I went to you privately. Next time, you ain't getting that. <laughs> mm -mm. I've, I've already done it. I've already we you hit me. I said that hurt, and I've already confronted the situation. And if you continue to hit me after that, we are we are already past step one. Yeah, we at three. We. <laughs> Like, Sorry. Yeah. Isn't it we're, step? we're at three. So Isn't let's it? go to step two. So so now we know that we need to confront the situation. We know that we need to actually say something. Mm -hmm. And this is big for me because a lot of times when someone has sinned against me or something like that, I don't go to step one and I jump to one of these other steps, which usually destroys the relationship. Yep. 
because I didn't go to that person. I didn't talk to that person. I didn't share with that person. And it, and and when that happens, it destroys a relationship from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Possibly a relationship that doesn't have to be destroyed. And so here we go. We're in steps. The second step. It says, but if you are unsuccessful in the first step. Take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So now you're bringing two or three other people into this conflict. Again, we're talking about amongst believers um, and how you're dealing with it amongst believers. And this kind of goes back to why we need to have a body of believers around us, mm-hmm. um, whether you go to a traditional church building or maybe you guys have a home church or mm-hmm. what have you, there just needs to be multiple believers around. And so now you have multiple believers and they're coming and they're confronting the situation. You are sharing your peace and they are there to confirm what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying true? Is what you're saying false? They are there to be like the the in-between people. Yep. How often have you done this step? I've never done this step. <laughs> I've never done it. Because again, my step two, because I skipped one, is I'm going to call somebody. Can you believe she did this or he did this? And they're supposed to love the Lord. And, I, and, and I'm hurt. And then what happens is I go into victim mode. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that something didn't happen that wasn't supposed to happen or that wasn't hurtful or that maybe just didn't, it shouldn't have played out a certain way. It doesn't mean that. But then what I've done is I've become a victim and here we go. I hate to say it, but I've drugged someone's name through something and I've given someone else now an opinion of something. If that person is listening to me, isn't saying, okay, Janice, now wait a minute. Maybe you could see a person who, and most of the time, let's be real. I'm going to go to the person I know is going to jump on my side. They can be like, girl, I can't believe they did that to you. As opposed to sometimes going to someone and say, okay, now let's think about this. Let's go talk to that person because I'll go straight straight to my, I make my own, I made my own steps. Mm-hmm. All of these, like I typically wouldn't do that because then I would feel like, is this person going to, is this person going to think I went and told on them and brought someone else in? But the truth is you're not doing it. You really, again, your, what's your heart? Is my heart really to reconcile? That's yeah. the key. Do I really want to like, let's resolve this matter you know, let's let's get past this because there's something that's possibly here infecting the body and we don't need that. And so let's let's deal with this here. Yeah, that's so real. That's so real. And I can be honest, too. I make my own steps, too. <laughs> like reading this, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, I don't do this. Like I, like, I don't do this. Like, I don't do this. If somebody. I don't do this. And can I can I say something? Yeah, I'm just gonna jump you're on being it. real, so we might as well go ahead and keep going. This even goes with your kids. Mm. Like, they do something that you don't like or that is like a sin against you, is not honoring you as a parent, and they're a believer, this goes for them too. That's a good point. This goes for them too. And how often do I jump into scream mode? You won't do this! And God's like, whoa, 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 hold up. Nope, you jump right into toxic behavior yeah. with them. And that's why I believe that's these these are the reasons why Jesus said you have to deal with 
the speck in your the 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 log and the beam in your own eye so that you can then deal with the speck in the person the other person's eye That's right. because all these things that we're talking about at every step we have to combat our own toxic behaviors our own mm-hmm. selfish ambitions right in mm-hmm. order to have this process go through think about it when you when it comes to your children if your children does something that's sinned against you, which they don't, they're not honoring their parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first step would be to go to them privately, not mm-hmm. to shout it out in front of their brothers and sisters and embarrass them. That's true. Real talk. I mean, based on the scripture, he didn't say how old the believer had to be. That's right. So the first step should be that. The second step should be, hey, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring daddy, I'm gonna bring grandma, grandpa yes. in. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna have a conversation with you about mm-hmm. this behavior. Mm-hmm. The third step is look, we're going to church, we're going to the church house, and we'll talk about that third step. But this goes with our kids too. Like, my desire is not to is to bring you to a point of reconciliation with me, but also understanding that this behavior is not okay. Right. That last part you said is the key. The behavior is not okay. And, and and it's our motive too, right? Our motive. I love that you use kids because that kind of it brings us back a little bit, right? I'm not going out to embarrass my kid because that's my child. And I don't want, and let me be real. Sometimes when your kid is even wrong and somebody else comes in, you got to hold yourself back when they're trying to, to help correct them in love, right? So yeah. I'm going out to throw my kid out there. So I'm carefully following these steps and I'm I'm my motive is always like you said to bring to for my child or you know to see okay this wasn't a good choice or good behavior to so their heart wants to be repentant. Not that mommy was right. You know mm. it's not going out to be right. It's not going out to prove my point to say I'm better I'm right and you and you're not. It's because out of love I have identified a behavior that it's causing it that can cause an issue and can really blow out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That is exactly. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I see London in my background. <laughs> um, that's exactly what we're doing. So I love the fact that you brought the child parent relationship up because it does something different to your heart, which it should do the same thing to your heart when you're talking about a fellow believer as well. Very true. I'm gonna jump. I'm going to jump over. I see Janice wrote something in the comments that's really, really powerful. She said, it's not about demanding respect for you. Like you said, it's about the behavior itself not being right. And this is where, even in parenting, this is where it gets really fuzzy. Because oftentimes when we find ourselves demanding that they that that we are right, demanding that they see that we are right, whether it's with kids or whether it's with adults, isn't it funny that it, it transfers to both? So when I find myself in a state where I'm like, no, you're going to see that I'm right. You're going to respect mm. me. You're going to put some respect on my name, like whether they're a kid or whether they're an adult, we have now jumped into selfish ambition, which the scriptures tell us is the baseline for all evil. <laughs> we have jumped into Ow. selfish ambition because at this point, it's about me. My self-preservation, yep. which is why Jesus constantly tells us, look, 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 before you go dealing with a speck in your brother's eye, you better deal with the log in your own. Yep. And the interesting thing is that log shows up a lot. It's not just one time. It's not just in one moment. It shows up each and every day. Like for me, oh my goodness, the yep. log can show up. If my kids act up and in, in like 
in public? I'm like, oh no, you're not about to embarrass me? And Jesus has to pull me back and be like, that's not what it's about. It's either their behavior is dangerous and can cause them problems um, and you need to correct the behavior. You know, is that the case? Because it can't be just about me, right? Mm -hmm. It can't be about how I feel and what they're going to do for me. This is for kids. This is for adults. And Mm -hmm. the the interesting thing that God is showing me is like it transfers. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. the age. So these steps are really for you, the offended, to not get into toxic behavior yourself. So if we follow the steps, then we are therefore guarding our own heart from getting out of control. <laughs> you said this is for you, the offended. Come on. And it again, I keep going back to what we talked about with toxicity. Is, is it weakening you? And that's exactly what you just said. So if this thing is backfiring where it's weakening me, Number one, I need to self-reflect on me because maybe there's something like you said, kids are kids. Anyone that knows kids, they're going to pop up like mine just did. They just do that. They're kids. They your your mommy, you know, like they show up, they interrupt, you know, they do that kind of stuff. And I've been guilty of don't interrupt. Adults are talking. And guess what? She'll keep doing the same thing. She'll learn over time. But again, why am I like because I feel it's something with my image and it's something attacking me as a parent if you're acting a certain way. But here's the thing, that's my problem. That's my log I got to get out. Because the truth of the matter is, if I need to continue to train her, then you keep training them as parents until they get it. And if someone thinks something about it, then they probably had not never been a parent before. <laughs> because that's just how it is raising kids. It's no big deal. But I love that you said it, that we got to be careful. God is so good because the truth is when it comes to this, he cares about your position in your heart. He cares about how you treat other people, but he has to start with you first because you don't know if your view is skewed of the situation, which is why I believe that he makes you after you go by yourself, go bring someone else. Because sometimes every now and then you could be right. But then what's your part? Because mm-hmm. we had to play our part, too. And sometimes you may not be able to see that because you're caught up in your feelings. You're caught up in your hurt. You're caught up in how I believe what Janice says. Look, give me my respect. And you're so busy trying to get respect that you're missing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And I love how you mentioned that second step is to bring others in. And don't, you know, check your heart even when you do that. Don't just bring people that's going to agree with you. Like we got to, we've got the constant, this process is for the offended. It's a way that we can keep our hearts, what? Our hearts pure. Right. It is, this process is in no guarantee that the thing is going to change, but it's to keep our hearts pure and from sinning against our own conscience and our own God. And, and, and Romans talks about keeping our heart pure. But anyway, so we got we got to step two so far. So we have step two. We're bringing in other believers, other believers that are not going to just agree with you and be like, yeah, girl. And, you know, sometimes you could like bring in people that are going to be like, uh-huh. you know, don't, don't get them. Don't go get them. Don't go get them. Yeah. Go leave them out. Don't. Yeah. They, they, you know, they must, they might love the Lord, but go d- check your motives. Cause you know, Janice, you talked about it and I do the same thing. You know, them friends you call just so they can hop on your bandwagon. And then, you know, those people you avoid because you know that they're going to be a- yep. objective about it. Yep. And I don't want to call them. I might call them full for fifth after I've kind of beat it in the ground enough and I know it's time to move on. Right. <laughs> but but Jesus and call them people right after you it didn't work the first time. Call those people. The ones you don't want to call first, them no the people, them them your people. 
All right. And then it says, if the person still refused to listen in, in verse 17, if they still refuse to listen, take the, your case to the church. So this is talking about the elders, your pastors, your the people that are leaders in your church that you respect their their views as far as like we're not going to bring them in first because this is not like a this is not like a go tell on somebody. The first step is to bring in brothers and sisters, those that are, you know, that are kind of like can see the situation from a brotherly sisterly place. But then when it says go tell talk to the church, this is talking about. Go set up a meeting, a counseling session with your pastors, with your um, with your elders in your church, with your, you know, those people so they can bring in more scriptural context to the situation. So the first the first layer is that you want to bring in like social context. These people that are believers that you are going to bring in uh, the two or other two or three others that go with you. They might believe in the Lord, but they might not be able to bring in super scripture context, depending on who they are. But you know that they're objective and you know that they will be honest. Um, But then you jump down and you want those people that are going to be able to bring Jesus real deep into the situation. Right. But after that point, it basically says, look. At this point, those the elders and the pastors and the people have tried to go through the scriptures with you and show the person how this is offensive and what the Lord says about it. And if they're still like, whatever, after Jesus, <laughs> they still like, whatever. At that point, the scriptures say, treat him like a pagan. Woo. But how many steps do you need to go through before you do that? A lot. A lot. <laughs> you do. It's a process. It's a process. We just, and it shows the mercy and grace of God. It shows that God is like, hey, I don't want you just to give up. Because because I'm going to tell you, I would have not even made step one. So as far as I'm concerned, oh, that's what we're doing today? I don't have to talk to you anymore. Cool. Yeah. You show me where you, you're already the pagan as far as I'm concerned. Step Before I even get, you're in step zero pagan. However, God is really showing me, and I'm glad we're doing this. We don't need to, we have to extend grace, just like he extends grace, and we have to extend opportunity. To your point, though, Dominique, you said it a couple minutes back. Now, don't go on. We ain't telling you to go put yourself in an environment where someone is physically hurting you, um, and you're going by yourself somewhere, or where someone is, even the mental words and abuse that you know that you can't, no one's telling anyone to go do that. If you already know that you got to combat a person on the other end, you might need to just skip step one and go on to step two because you're dealing with, you know, someone who just is, there are apparently some issues there that you don't need to be by yourself on. So we're not telling people to go into the lion's den. And no, also, not the lion's den. Not the and lion. also thinking about the the way, the, the environment in which you do this, right? So this nowhere says that you have to do it in person. Look, we got phones now. Yes, sure. We've got emails now. We've got other processes that you can go through these steps with. It doesn't have to be in the same house. It doesn't have to be next to the person. It doesn't have to be face to face. It doesn't, it, it does not have to be that. So this is where, you know, it may be good to talk to someone so that we can use wisdom in this, right? Because if a person is harmful, is harming you, it's harmful, but you still desire to go through these steps, you believe that God is like, I need to go through these steps. Look, 
make a phone call, Mm -hmm. write an email, right? And then if you're going to have another conversation with other other believers, do it on Zoom, Mm -hmm. right? There's other methods. It doesn't have to be, when we look at it, you know, we're thinking face-to-face. It doesn't have to be that because we have to take into consideration, look, this, this situation, if I put myself in this situation physically, this person may harm me. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I'm going to do. Right. But then let's jump down. And I know we've got to close. This conversation has been so good. And I know that this particular piece, maybe we'll have more conversation about this particular piece in the app. So if you don't have the app, make sure you download it. Um, but the part about treat them like a pagan or a tax collector, if, the, if this doesn't work. So basically, Jesus says there's a different way that you deal with non-believers than believers. There's a different way that you go through this process with people that don't have Jesus as their base. Why? Because bringing in the church is not going to, They, they yeah, it's like, they, why are you, these people have no, nothing mm-hmm. on you. There's no, I don't care who they are. I don't care who Bishop so-and-so is. I don't care who Pastor so-and-so is. Like, I'm not, I don't believe in the same things you believe in. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, there's a different method and a different way to treat these individuals and how you treat them with love and things like that. But however, if you steal my calf or my, my sheep or whatever, I'm going to take you to court. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's to a get my sheep back. Yep. I'm going to deal with it the way that the nation has set up, whether it's court here, it's court. I'm what, the way the nation has set up in a way that honors God. I'm not going to go slice your head off, but like, if that's the way the nation sets it up, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, but like, I'm going to go through the process of wherever we live. So it could be going to court. It could be calling the police. It could be, what have you. It, and it could also be just separating myself from you without much conversation. So it's like knowing who I'm talking to and who I'm dealing with in a particular situation um, is important because Jesus recognizes that these steps don't aren't going to just work for anybody. He's specifically saying, hey, these steps are for those that are brothers and sisters in Christ. And then if they reach the point where you treat them like a pagan, then that's the case. You you just deal with it through the court system. You deal with it. You may have to separate yourself. I think about Jesus. You know, you remember when the, the Pharisees and Sadducees were just getting out of control and they wanted to kill him? He yep. just dipped out. Like, he just disappeared. He was like, it's not my time to go to the cross, so I'm just going to dip out. Y'all can argue amongst yourselves, but I'm gone, right? Yep. Yep. He didn't call. He didn't say, you're offending me, so let me talk to you about it. Let me call in the church. Let me. No, he just dipped out. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. you know, no, it's fine. He I'm already, gonna, I'm gonna see my way out. Mm-hmm. He knew, he knew, he knew. But in the same way, the concept is to keep our hearts pure too. This is not a time to gossip about them. Mm-hmm. It's not a time to talk about them, slander their name. It's not a time to go and ha- fight them, take revenge on them. These are things that would impact the way that my heart is towards God. Woo! I feel like we can go even so much deeper into this. There's so much more. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. 
we just touched on a little bit, but I thank God for what he took us because it's just enough, I think, to give us some things to think about. Yeah. Just to kind of get us thinking in this area and just give us a little something to kind of think about and, and recognizing ourselves. Cause I didn't, we didn't talk about going the way we went like, like this, because I didn't realize it was going to kind of touch on you as a person first. So yeah, this is good. I see uh, D in the comments. She says, Lord, forgive me, Lord, help me in this area. What an eye opener. Mm -hmm. And for me too, right? Oh yeah. An eye opener that Jesus is like, look, this process is for, I keep saying it, but it's for the offended. Yep. For the offended to keep your heart pure. These are the steps. And, yeah. and, and then we have to start looking at ourselves like, oh, I'm getting tingles. This was, this was a good conversation. We have to we have to then look at our the log in our own eye. We have to look at the fact that when somebody offends us, we go into gossip mode. Yep. We have to look at the fact that when somebody offends us, we go into cut off mode immediately. Yep. Like these things aren't we have to look at the fact that when somebody offends us, we go into holler mode. Yeah. Like screaming and hollering. Or we immediately go into victim mode. I was wrong. I was wrong. Look, everybody's against me. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone is. And then it keeps your attitude that way about everything. That's the problem. Yeah. Everyone will always offend. You will always be a victim. You will always be a hollerer. You will always be a gossiper. You will never. You'll do it. You'll react the same way to everything. Yeah. And address it. And this process actually gets, if we follow it, even if it hurts, like if we follow this process when we are um, dealing with a believer, and it doesn't matter how long they've been a believer, right? If we are dealing with the when we're dealing with the believer, if we follow this process, it deals with the selfish ambition in our own hearts. It allows it not to toxify the situation even more. And in this process, nowhere does it say, condemn the person. Be like, you are just this. Get away from me. I hate you. Like, nowhere in the process. This is a process of you taking steps to be like, okay, step one, step two. And getting all that other junk that's toxic, gossiping. Come on, gossip is toxic. Let, let's be real. Gossip is rooted in selfish ambition, oftentimes in bitter envy, but a lot of times in selfish ambition. I just want somebody to feel what I'm saying, and I want to. I want somebody to think I know something. You know, it's just, it's just a mess. I do it. I don't know about y'all. I've done it. I still struggle with that, but it's, it's rooted in selfish ambition. Then you got hollering and screaming. You know, it's rooted in selfish ambition. It's about power. I'm going to exert power over this person to remind them that I am the most powerful in this situation. Don't get it twisted. It happens a lot with our kids, at least for me. Like I'm trying to exercise power over you. And God's like, that's selfish ambition. What? When do we see Jesus hollering at his disciples? Even when they didn't have no faith, even when they fell asleep while they were supposed to be praying, he was about to go to the cross. We don't see him come out like, what y'all doing? He didn't didn't do that. No. He confronted it. He was like, y'all can't even stay awake for like a little bit of time. Seriously. But you didn't holler. So like that's rooted in selfish ambition, trying to exert a a power over another human. Yep. 
And so all of these steps are to keep the offended's heart pure, keep our conscience clear. I don't know about y'all, but something happens when I know that I did all the right things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you know what? It didn't turn out the way I would like it, but I know yeah. that I did what God would have me do in this situation. My conscience is clear. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's what Jesus is, is getting us to. He's like, look, it's not about, oh, I'm tired of having to be the bigger person all the time. It's not about that. It's about, hey, you keep your conscience clear and do the things that mm-hmm. at the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And then recognize when, then when we're being toxic so that we can repent and ask God to help us in those areas. Mm-hmm. Genesis, it's beautiful how God always brings us back to our own relationship with him. Come on. The one thing we can actually control. That's it. She said it's freeing, actually. Yep. She says we do have innate rights, but we don't have to demand our rights be given. Yep. Come on. Y'all, we got to go. This was so good. Awesome. I didn't know where God was going to go with this. He's treating, he's teaching his children how to, to act together. You yeah. know, he's teaching us like, we, I'll say this really fast. Like when you're a part of a family, you know, I'll take your family, for example, Dominique, because you have, you know, multiple little people and you know, you're trained them a certain way, right? You're like, hey, when we go out or when we in his house, you don't hit your brother. You don't do that to your sister. You, you're teaching them how to act a certain way because guess what? At the end of the day, they're family, they're brother and sister, you know, brothers and sister. And we don't treat each other that way. But that doesn't mean a brother don't do right. Okay, yeah, we need to sit and address brother, brother, let's fix this. We need to handle this because here's the thing. We're carrying something precious forward and we need to know how to to um, to treat one another and how we act in this house. It's no different than what God said. He says, y'all are my children. You, you believers, you know, you chose me. This is how we, we act this way. We don't act like this right here. Because here's the thing. If we don't fix it this way in-house, how in the world can we expect as other people, people, other people not going to want to come in if we're doing like that? So that's why it's okay after step three, if they don't want to do right, to turn it over. Because see, we're, we're moving this house forward. We have some stuff to do. And if you're not on board right now, you can stay over there because you're, you're doing something different. You cool. We can we can handle this another way if we need to. We try to handle it like the family, like we handle it. But if you don't want to be a part of family and handle it a certain way, then you can handle it the other way. It's better to handle it this way in the family, because to your point, God is working on our hearts. He's removing offenses. He's doing things. He's um making us into his likeness and it powers his house forward. But if you don't want to do that, it's OK. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And you may find that once you go through these steps. It's rectified on step one. Yeah. A lot of times we may find that, especially when we do, it's it's not that big. It's not as big as we think or we're making it in our head. A lot of times it's rectified on step one. And so there's so much more we can talk about with this conversation. There's so much deeper that we can go. Like when you're talking about this, I mean, oh, we can go into the realm of parenting. We can go into the realm of, of friends, we could go into the realm of intimate um, uh, spousal relationships. We can go. There's so many directions we can go, but I pray that this was a good starting off point for you to continue the conversation with Jesus, uh, with through the Holy Spirit. 
Um, and yeah, because I believe that there's so much more that God wants to say about this. He is teaching us how to deal with offenses because he's basically saying they will come. People will offend you. Believers are unbelievers. This is not new. This is not, this is going to happen. He's teaching us. He, look, this is one of the places where Jesus didn't use a parable. He didn't do a story. He just was like, I'm going to tell you as straight as I possibly can. Do this. Like, so let's give it a try. If we are offended or sinned against or what have you, let's give this process a try because Jesus took away all the barriers for us to understand it and he gave it to us as straight as he could. So it must be important. I'm just saying. It is. It is. All right. Well, let's get ready to pray out. Janice, can you pray us out today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let us pray. Oh, dear Lord, we just thank you so much for this teachable moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for pouring into us, for giving us revelation and for showing us how you desire for your children to behave. I ask you now to please give strength to those who are listening to this um, podcast who may be in this very situation and they may be nervous about addressing um, offenses. They may be nervous and not know which way to go, Heavenly Father. But I ask that after today, that they allow your spirit to continue to minister to them and to just build them up and give them the courage they need to move forward in these steps as they need to move through them to bring reconciliation, Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you for um, their obedience and, and for your willingness to walk with us in every one of these steps that we are not alone. You showed us that in your word. We are not by ourselves. We have a helper. We have our, we have a guide. We have the Holy Spirit who is here and he is helping us walk through even these most difficult situations. So I speak peace over them right now, confidence over them right now, and a boldness that they're just going to step out and do what you've called us to do because we know that you desire nothing but good for us in our lives. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 And I also want to encourage you, if you are in a situation where there is domestic violence, where you are not safe, um, I encourage you to, you can join the Faith Bombers app. There is a group there for domestic violence that will give you resources um, and things that you can use to be able to get you and your your child, your family to safety. Um, and so therefore we want to, we champion your safety. God cares about your safety. Um, so we want you to be in a safe place before we even talk about these steps, making sure that you are safe, your children are safe. Um, And so if you're looking for somewhere to go to be safe, go ahead and download this app. Um, It's, it's a, it's an app. It doesn't have to say anything about domestic violence so that your spouse or anybody will not know um, that that might be why you're downloading it. But in the group section, there's a group for domestic violence. Click on that section and you will get a ton of resources and support and you will be able to know where to go to get the help that you need. All right. So we love you. We're so excited that you all were here to join us today. And If you haven't downloaded the Faith Mamas Tribe app already, please go ahead and do so. I'm going to go ahead and pr- play this promo and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye. The Faith Moms Pod is the number one social media app for Christian moms. Say hello to a social media app curated with encouraging content and filled with women desiring to connect with Christ and community. 
Find Bible study plans, a place for prayer requests, live prayer streams, encouraging posts, and much more. So, if you're looking for a safe social media app to encourage you in your faith and connect you with other women of faith, then you want the Faith Mamas Tribe app. Download this free app today on your Apple or Android device. We can't wait to meet you.